If you can stop talking for 10 seconds, that would be fantastic. You want to hit the start timer on there? You want to hit, you want to start podcasting, genius? Welcome to Carnival Personnel Sideshow. Horrible news. It is just me for this sideshow as far as host. Biff uh, is a grown-up with real stuff to do. And Joe is tirelessly working on the new CM, uh, a.k.a. the Lucium 2.0. But I ran across a couple really funny guys uh, a couple months back um, on the on the open mic circuit in the lovely shitty of Manchester, New Hampshire. Um, You know, just cutting right to the chase, they have probably the most infectious laugh that I have heard at not just any open mic, a comedy club. And depending on how their comedy career goes, they definitely have bright futures of being rented out by comedians to be plants in their shows to just liven up an audience because they both have these bellowing laughters that fill the room. And uh, with that said, I like to welcome uh, uh, brothers Buck and Gene to the podcast. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Thank you. Thank you for doing good. Appreciate so, you having us. Let, let's get right to it. Who is the cute one and who is the funny one? I mean, which one? So I think they're both cute. I mean, just at angles. But come on, you, 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 between the two of you, one of the two is just like, yeah, we pretty much look exactly the same, but I got a little bit more going on. You, you, you know, it is. <laughs> If I asked, if I got your mom on the on the podcast, who would your mom say the cute one is? I would say Gene is the ladies' man. Okay, and so who is the funny one? I would say I'm my best. (laughs) See, we just got to get a baseline of honesty going. Uh, So diving in, how did you guys fall into the whole comedy thing? Why did you wake up one day and say, "Man, we can do that"? I'll tell a quick story and then like, so when I was in college, um, I was in speech class and I, one day uh, we had a, uh, an exam, pretty much a presentation, make a satire presentation about something serious, but you know, kind of make it funny. And I didn't do, I mean, like a, like a pro procrastinator, I didn't do the assignment. So I'm doing the assignment while everybody's presenting their project and the professor's watching me do this. And usually she's uh, actually doing a lot of the classes uh, via uh, TV or, I mean, uh, through the computer. And one day she finally went to see her class and we're sitting there and I'm doing the assignment and she finally goes, all right, it's your turn to go. And I'm luckily I'm last, so I had enough time to do the assignment. And I present my, uh, I can't remember what I did. I think I did about, uh, about the child abuse. I made a bunch of jokes about Adrian Peterson. And she, <laughs> I told him, I said something like, um, if you're going to beat your kids, make sure that you don't leave marks, something like that, of that remark. And But I made it like, you know, so, a, a good presentation. She told me I'm going to give you a B because you did make it in class, but great presentation. Fast forward, she's like, I my husband used to do uh, like kind of agency for comedy back in LA. We used to live there. You think about doing comedy. I'm like, 
no, not really. She's like, do you like to travel? Do you like people? I'm like, why not? She's like, you got a stage presence. I'm like, okay, whatever. Fast forward, my brother's like, I come home and he's smoking, uh, smoking with my uh, roommate, and he's like, "Yo, I figured out what we're gonna do with our lives." And I'm like, "What?" He's like, "We're gonna do stand-up comedy." <laughs> like, what? Oh, that's awesome! Uh, you first of all, we usually our regular podcast we end on a thing called the parenting tip of the week, and it's <laughs> funny because because one of the parent like it, it's parenting tips like you just gave. One of the parenting tips is pressure points don't leave marks. <laughs> You know, it's always that kind. Now, first of all, so I see a trend here. You, uh, you said you went last in the class, correct? Yeah. This is what I do not like about the two of you guys. You always go on last. Manchester is an hour away and you guys are funny and I try, but there's sometimes it's like, God damn it. There's 10 more goofy, fat, bearded white motherfuckers that I have to sit through talking about their dicks before you guys get up there. And it's like, like half the time I'm like, Oh my God, I'd love to stay, but I, I, I gotta go within the next hour. You guys going up last sucks. You gotta cut the shit and go on early so I can enjoy it. We will. That's actually happening. We got that. We got that situated with okay. the host, so we can call ahead and make sure that you know. Hey, like, I, want, I want the fans to see you guys early. I, I'm getting. I'm tired of it too. Well, well, here's the thing. I, I saw him when he called you out a few weeks ago and said, "Dude, you have my email." But here's the problem. You guys are the best audience for everybody and you are there when the first comic walks in and uh, and, and the last comic gets off before you and you guys are just i mean half the people end up turning to look at the two of you and just you know because it's like i'm not getting anything from these assholes out in the bar area who are talking louder in the bar than they do from the stage so i'm going to focus on the guys who are here to laugh and you guys seem like two things you drive there to laugh and you drive there to make people laugh that's the whole goal like to us this um a lot of people are like why do you guys show up just to you know do three minute five minute sets or whatever or you stay the whole time to us this is a gym session like we're going in to see the best material you know what works what doesn't work we want to laugh like if you show up to a comedy club not expecting to laugh you just i mean what's the point don't don't go up there stiff i mean don't go out there to Oh, I'm not gonna. You have to make me laugh. You know, enjoy the chuckle, enjoy the ambiance. If you want, if you make the comic feel bad, you're not gonna have a good time, and no one else is gonna have a good time. You know, that's I. I do. I listen to so many comedian podcasts. There's nothing more than on this podcast. I like having funny people on. I love comedy. I love funny people. I like talking the process. I really. I mean. We've had half a dozen comics on in the last year, and some of them are touring comics for 30 years, internationally touring comics. You know, our, our one, my one friend, like, you know, Sally, she has a special on Amazon. She's been touring forever. She is amazing. And, and I do. I just like talking to her, talking to you guys. I, but it's, it's frustrating because some people, like I say, they're there to do their five minutes. They're more distracting when they're not on stage. And if they do sit in the room, they're, they're giving you nothing. But that's why I love you guys. You guys are just absolutely, genuinely happy people who like to laugh. And, and your stuff is good. I mean, I really – so I'm glad that we're going to cut the crap about you guys going on last. Because the next time I drive to Manchester, if I look at the list and you're more than five people away from me, I will I will rewrite the list. There's Like, there's nobody in that room I think could go toe-to-toe with me for more than three minutes. Like, literally. So if anyone wants to stand up and talk about outside, happy to do so. But you guys are not going on last. So it's selfishly. No, that so, uh, do you guys write together? No, um, we we believe in if you don't, if you don't, you know, write it yourself, don't quote it. Because I mean, like, personally, he'll say a joke and I'll go, "That's good, that's good." You should add this and that. We'll do, we'll tweak each other's jokes, but like, I'm not writing for him. He's not writing for me. Yeah. Um, at this point, we're we're we've been a uh, very uncomfortable situation with our living situation, so. We finally found a new place where it's we're living great. We do work a lot more than we should, we want we want to, but we also don't want to be broke comics. Um, 
like that just where I feel like this coming year is going to be um where we put make our own platform. Um we make we make comedy first and we take it as a we take it seriously as a professional approach. We've been kind of just, you know, you know, having some fun with it, kind shits of shits and giggles, dicking around, but now we're really trying to Things at the next level. Well, I, you know, I, I, I want to jump down to that in a bit. That's definitely on my list. But I think it's great because, you know, well, first of all, getting back to the writing, have either one of you not told the other one a joke that the first time you heard it is when your brother was on stage? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. M- majority of our material is off the top. Yeah. We only have maybe two jokes that we write. We, the main goal is to never repeat the same material every open mic because I feel like when we do get to writing, our jokes will be amazing. But if we can keep it fresh and just go off, off the top, I feel like it just make our writing even better. So that when we sit there for two hours, just focusing on punchlines and all that. Yeah. For the, for the most, uh, for the most part, these last two years we've been doing stand up, kind of more uh, crowd control, seeing what the audience will like. We've done stand up in, um, in, um, in um, Kansas City. In Kansas City, we did a few clubs out there, and they liked us out there. We were a little cocky then, so now we're more like coming with a more humble approach. Oh, yeah. A friend <laughs> told us, uh, hey, take it down to Boston. Definitely taste uh, taste the waters out there. And then when you you know, when you know get comfortable, New York. That's, you know, that's the next, that's where you should take it. And, I was, and we're like, okay, okay. Well, so so you guys have been doing it about two years, and now you're talking about taking it more seriously. Do, are you aware of the 10,000 hours theory that you have to do something for 10,000 oh, yeah. hours to be great at it? Uh, I know that theory and I believe in it. And what was, what I, I have a comedy partner. We've been doing sketches together since like 94, 95. Like we've written scripts and written hundreds of, we, we've written forever. He punches up all my stuff, which it was like with you guys having that, which is great. It's it's great and it sucks because I'll I'll work my butt off and I'll come up with a routine, I'll polish it, and it'd be like, oh, say say this one line, and every time that's the line that kills. And while I'm on stage here, and I'm like, that motherfucker is a funny one. But but what it turns out that my driving an hour each way doesn't count towards the ten thousand hours. <laughs> you know, I I guess it's but so you guys are gonna take it seriously. What is the six month, one year, five year buck and gene plan? All right. Well, not even just that. We you gotta understand when we live in Kansas City, we we're extremely broke. Um, we we went out there, lived with some friends, and everything went wrong. Our cars broke down. We lost our jobs. Oh, so yeah. it was like. We spent five years plotting for this moment. Yeah, right. it was it was a rock bottom moment. We kind of fell through. We thought, you know, we'd make it instantly. You know, someone walk in the door. These kids got it. They're gonna make it great. Follow yeah. me to Hollywood. Like that's what we, we thought we were gonna. The goal was to make it at twenty one, make the millions twenty five thirty, settle down, relax. <laughs> Life said, shut the fuck up. Reality <laughs> hit us, and so you know we got we have to make sure our feet are planted. Make sure we're good financially and comfortably in, in a good place mentally as well. So that way, when we do, uh, you know, come out with videos and, and material. And actually, I like that you put brought up the 10,000 hours. We've actually been doing open speaking and uh, kind of like comedy material since we've been since we were 14 and things like that. And so we just kind of we realized we knew it was in the in our cards, but we just didn't know. How it's kind of like realizing when you have a you're, you're pretty much a little you're tiny a little bit better at shooting than everybody else, or you're a little faster than everybody else, or maybe math just comes a lot more easier than you. I mean, with you than everybody else. I don't know. I can't identify with any of that. I've <laughs> never been the fastest. I've <laughs> never been good at math. Uh, no. So so have you guys? Have you guys like? thought about doing an act together or have you done an act together like one of my favorite comic entities i guess i don't know the right word is the scalar brothers oh yeah <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, and they've been killing it for 30 years the, the issue with that is that when you go to open mics they give you like five uh, three minutes two minutes and it's like okay how do you it's kind of hard to put a set together right right Cause he wants to get his jokes off. I want to get my jokes off. At the point we're really kind of doing like boxers, you know, we're fighting the crowd 
and it's kind of hard to be like, uh, we're bumping into each other. And right now, we barely can do the stage ourselves alone. We want to first get our own craft. So we, I'm not stepping on his toes. He's not stepping on my toes. And when we get to that point, we want to be extremely comfortable and not, you know. Well, no, I, 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 I get it. And, and, and let's face it, the stage at the uh, the the uh, uh, the Strange Brew isn't that big. You know, it's, <laughs> you're not on the Rockefeller Center stage yet. Uh, so are you guys from Kansas City? No, 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 no. We, um, we haven't said. We moved around a lot. We were born in um, Burundi, uh, ten, uh, Burundi, Africa, and then we uh, migrated. To, actually, we were born in Tanzania. Our family's from Burundi. Came over when we were like two, three years old to the United States, and then from Georgia to Iowa to Iowa, we went to boarding school in Missouri. And a lot of our friends lived in Kansas City, so that's why we moved back to Kansas City from Tennessee. It's a whole. It's a whole like we we move a lot of lot. We move around a lot. <laughs> We have a very nomadic spirit. We've lived in seven, six different states in the last seven years. We, home is where wherever we are, basically. No, I, it, it's funny because I, I, I have a lot of friends, um, you know, military brat friends. Uh, my kids, you know, my kids are quite nomadic because they were born in L.A. And when they were four and seven, my wife got a job in the Middle East. And so we moved to the Middle East for a few years. But we were kind of in the Middle East, but we still went back and forth like six months in L.A., six months there. But we would come to Boston all the time. And so they've traveled even now. We'll just, you know, get in the car. And it's like we have a free couple days off from school and we'll just drive to New York. Uh, me and my 15 year old did the other day. We'll just go up to Montana. Not Montana, uh, Montreal or something. We've driven back and forth to LA like three times. We're doing that again this summer. We, but so I mean, I like that. I mean, so I, I like that. You know, you guys have a little different taste of a lot of different places to pull from. Because the thing I find about a lot of people who grew up in one place and haven't traveled, they're pulling from a smaller life experience. Oh yes, that is very. That's like a very Midwest kind of uh. I thinking because a lot of people, you know, uh, people like I, I remember living in Iowa and Missouri, a lot of people have never left their state or been two states away or even no. leave their towns. Uh, you look, my, my, I'm the only one in my family. My brother and sister live in the town we grew up in. Now, my sister's traveled a little. Her husband is from Columbia, but my brother... I, like I, you can count the number of times he's gone to like the Caribbean for vacation, but he hasn't traveled. He hasn't backpacked somewhere, and he's yeah. gonna die in the in the city we in the town we grew up, which is which is his experience. There's and it's but, right because that happens. But it's like when when people you know talk to my kids or I talk to people like you, I'm like, man, tell me about this that your parents are from here, you're living here, like. I can't oh, think yeah. of two like I, you know you know what you know it's an old it's a hacky joke but I did it the other night I'm like do you guys I asked the audience do you believe in time travel some people said yes yeah, some people said no I'm like whoever said no a bunch of people raised their hand I'm like have you been to New Hampshire so <laughs> so so you guys have been everywhere why and and you guys live north of Manchester right you guys come yep. down yep. why are you in northern New Hampshire. It was kind of a, um, a scratch your back scenario. Our parents uh, moved here. My pops is a uh, my pops is a pastor. He preaches to two churches. He runs two churches. Yeah. So he runs one in on Maine and one in New Ham in Concord, New Hampshire. Yeah. So when he moved here from uh, Tennessee, he, they needed um, at the time they were renting out this uh, this, this apartment, place. and they were they just bought a house, and so their lease wasn't exactly up and they were moving there me and my brothers were living in jersey at the time we were planning on moving to new york you know especially start or start off the stand-up but we you know my parents were like hey we don't want to pay rent for a place and then a mortgage for a place and we're like you know what our rent our lease is almost done why don't we take over for you guys you know you guys only have about it was six months basically <laughs> six months left on the lease we took it over not realizing how expensive you know, real estate is in the East Coast to the Midwest. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, finding a place we could finally afford and, you know, live comfortably. Finally found one two years later. Uh, but, so, uh, so let me ask you this. So it's Concord, New Hampshire. And, yep. and, and where, so your dad runs a church in Concord, New Hampshire. And where in Maine? It's um, Newington. 
Okay, so so Lewiston, Maine, and Concord, New Hampshire. Let me ask you a personal question about your dad. Does he not like black people? <laughs> Trust me, when, I tell, when we tell people like, oh, my, my, my father's a pastor, he'd be like, you guys have a father who's a pastor with your sailor mouths? But in like, Concord, like, like, <laughs> like what, what is whiter, snow or Concord, New Hampshire? His churches, both of them, because there are no black people in them, basically. <laughs> you know, sure. They think that we go to like some Southern Baptist church, and I'm like, no, I mean, there are more white people at my father's churches, both of them. Well, there's <laughs> a church in Concord, New Hampshire, that's all there is. Well, they, I, well I mean, I, I've also been up to Maine, and in Maine, I found there's uh, white people, and then there's really white people. There's like <laughs> translucent. <laughs> Oh yes, Amish, uh, Amish community strong. More Seriously, strong. Um, I mean, th there are people in Utah who make fun of how white Maine is. Oh, it's not. It's not that. Honestly, we grew up in, when you grew up in Iowa. You live in Missouri and stuff like that. It's you get used to you know being the only black kids around ever. So you you get used to the country life and being uh, being in the peace and quiet. So like that's why we even stay up here. Like. We don't mind driving to New York for four hours. Okay, have you guys it. have you guys ever done this? Have mm -hmm. you 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 you're in a all white area, and and one of you gets mistaken from the other, and you turn to the people and you say, "Do you think we all look the same? You racist fuck!" Because oh, you're twins. Oh, of course. <laughs> Make you uncomfortable. <laughs> Are you guys brothers? I'm like, I've never met this man in my in my life. How dare you? Well, I thought black president did something, but I guess not. I did catch you guys off guard a few weeks ago when I said, hey, you know the podcast. I'm like, how do you guys know each other? And there's that pause where you're like, is he blind? Does he does he does he not? It was it was awesome. No, it's because we're usually we're used to, you know, it being on the on the on the other foot. Like that's our card, not your card. So you guys are up there. How many mics do you guys get to hit in a week, in a month? In a month, sadly, we only do two spots at the moment. We're looking for um, different places to perform because we definitely would like a different type of crowd because you don't want to just keep telling the same jokes to the same crowd. We're opening uh, slowly uh, here in the next couple of months. We're actually hopefully going to host our first gig. Oh, <laughs> Okay, yeah. when, where? It's more like a private uh, private thing, but it's we're doing it for free. Our boss is a um, biker gang. Not biker crew. He's, he's explained that shit many times. Biker crew, I apologize. <laughs> when I, when I, I joke with him, I go, can I join your biker gang? And he's like, we're not a gang, we're a crew. I go, okay. <laughs> no, emceeing and hosting is a completely different oh, muscle it's different. It's different. Oh, yeah, we're, we're working on our material right now. But here in the next, uh, especially this summer, our goal is to make it down the East Coast. We want to hit as many clubs in New York, Philly, all um, everything down the Strip. Our main goal, especially on the weekends, to hit at least four or five clubs on the weekends. We're trying to hit every open mic available, especially this summer, get a name out for ourselves, you know, make some fans, uh, you know. So I start. They're taking it serious. Yeah. You know, goes, hopefully get to start touring, you know. You know, I, you that's, know that's a ways down the line. <laughs> you dream big, of course, though. But. You know, uh, this is something you don't hear much. The good thing about living in Lowell, <laughs> but the good thing about living in Lowell where I live, you are 45 minutes from everywhere. So oh. uh, on a Monday, I can go out to Worcester, and there's a mic that starts at, like, sign up is 530, starts at 6, and then most of the people there run across town because there's a mic that the sign up is 830 and it starts at 9. So it's good to hit that. If you if I can time it right, I can do an open mic at a place called The Safe on Tuesday in Lowell and then bust on over to like Somerville where there's a nine o'clock, you know, mic or, or, you know, so I, I've been trying to do that. I've been trying to because it is it, it, it is so funny how. I, I did a big I did a I did a showcase show a couple of weeks ago and mm -hmm. I just practiced so hard it was 15 minutes so I broke it up into five minute sets and relentlessly was working on it and it was so hysterical because I hear people 
big comics, people on podcasts, like you know, like a Christopher Titus, uh, like like a Jim Gaffigan, and other people talk about. They'll do a joke the same way here in the next town over. And I'm not talking going to the Midwest. I'll do something at Strange Brew, and it will go over pretty well. I'll do it in Worcester two days later, and, and I tape the show. I tape the audio and the video just to make sure. I'm, I'm try- I suck, but I'm trying to get 1% better every week. And, oh. and I'll be like, wait a minute. It just died. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, and, well, then, and then a joke that died at the last place will kill at the same place that the joke, the one before. And I'm like, what is, you know, and it's, it's figuring that out. So it's true. New Hampshire, the few shows I've done there, you know, mostly Strange Brew, even though I see a lot of those same guys there at the safe or at this place called Coffee and Cotton and Lowell that does a monthly show through you, Lowell. And college shows are just different, and they're great, but it's just, but it's like those same guys. I see them. It's like you know, a, a guy recently that we had on here, you know, um, uh, Mike. He had something that I saw him do at Coffee and Cotton that just fell flat. He did the same thing at at, at Strange Brew, and I mean, killed. And not just you guys laughing, <laughs> you know, but I'm talking absolutely killed. And it was like an hour apart. Two different places, 45 minutes away, but the vibe there is always different. If you guys find that to be the case, oh, doing it. Yes, yes. Um, oh an atmosphere definitely changes, you know, the joke and how you present the joke. Um, like I said, a strange brew, you'll get a lot more of a, your, your, the atmosphere is more of a, you know, everyone's getting off of work. So, you know, it's not, it's more of a kind of. They're loose. Right, They're a little more loose. You know, They're getting drunk. More. That's strange, bro. But if you try, you know, um, at uh, what's the Define Records. Records, it's more of a more relaxed, more of a inviting. Everyone's trying to have a good time, so you'll get a lot more chuckles. But the room is a lot bigger, and it's a little emptier, though. So, yeah, so, so you have to really voice out your audience, pick right. You know, if you're gonna work the room, you got to really work the room because you won't. You may get a laugh over here, but you won't get a laugh over there. So I've seen that there's an open mic. Uh, Strange Brew is the only one I've hit up in Manchester, but I know a lot of the guys hit a p. There's a pizza place up there that that has an open mic. But they also I saw on Instagram a bunch of the guys that we do this with at Strange Brew did a and I, and I was surprised I did not see your name on the list. Uh, it was a crowd work only show. This past Saturday or a couple Saturdays ago, and I was like, "Man, that's your wheelhouse." You know what I mean? You guys just do. I mean, I wish I was going to crowd work. You know, I come up and like, "Hey, where are you from?" Oh, uh, you know, I- I'm from Illinois. Yeah, no one gives a fuck. You know, I, I said, "No, you know, sorry, I didn't mean." Hey, what are you? You know, but you guys kill it with the with the crowd work. But that, uh, the, here's the thing, though. That's the issue. If you go first with crowd work, you don't you don't get a chance to really look at the crowd and get a sense of how the vibe is. You go in kind of like the beginning, middle. You're good, but like, if you go straight in the beginning, you're the first to go out. You don't know anything. You don't know who, what the other comics have been picked on. Who's laughing hard? You know, because you can do a whole good set on just, just going off of the last comics jokes. He's like, right. yo, that's ridiculous. He's laughing like a donkey. I'm gonna kill him. And <laughs> yeah. you know, and and that and that strange brew of the open mics I go to, the 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 per capita ratio of people with some real talent, that's a really good room. You know, oh, that is a really good room. Like that, I love, love going there. Ben, like you like you just said, um, Ben has seen me do a set. I do the set the same uh, one night, Wednesday. The next night I do Thursday, and it bombs. And he looks at me and goes, you should have did exactly the same way you did last night. And I'm like, oh, I wanted to tweak it. And he's like, no, the formula was perfect yet last night. And I'm like, all right, sorry. Yeah, but, but um, a lot of the comics are veteran comics. They've been there. They've been around. Some of them have toured. A lot of them have actually toured. So we like going there because they'll give us good sound advice. They'll say, hey, you should try this or you should try. Oh. Oh, nope. I'm still here. But they'll give, us, uh, they'll give us sound advice. Hey, your deliverance was great, but you should try this or... Or, um, you know, they give a lot of great criticism and it's not, you know, it's not like from a jealous point of view. It's always from a uh, great creative perspective and we love it. I, you know, you know, Ben, it's funny because Ben comes across like a hard ass. 
It is, you know, he comes out like a car, you know, his, his whole thing is I'm a hard ass flirting with killing myself. Um, but, but I've heard him punch up other stuff and it's, it, he, oh, no. it, he, yeah. his comedy instincts are just great. Like he know he knows where the funny is. So if he says, Hey, this is good. But like, you know, when he saw you on Wednesday, he said, no, you figured out. You, I, I love when people do that. And it's, and it's funny because like I said, how much talent is in the room? Uh, Paul. Oh yeah. No, he, we see the joy of, you know, he's, he's an amazing host for one. He has a great eye for comedy. Like you said. Um, and the, the real thing about it, he's real with you. He's not, you know, um, he doesn't, it doesn't he's come from gas you up. He's not going to sit oh, there yeah. and, and tell you that you're better than you are. He's going to say, Hey, because one of our issues is I saw when we met, when we were uh, hanging out before our sets, uh, you, your writing material, you you had points on how long a joke get, it goes for, if it does well on your, we don't do that. And right. we don't, and Vern knows that, that we don't write that much. And he knows, and he, he, he kind of says like, hey, you guys are not taking it serious. And you could go places if you would just sit down, write your stuff, stop, you know, dicking around. Yeah. And that's what we need. Like, we have the talent, but we're very sanguine, you know, just relaxed kind of guys. When greatness, greatness will come to us type of mentality. No, and, and, and it's from the first time I saw you guys, I'm like, I, I came up to you guys. I'm like, you guys are awesome. You got, you know, I had to wait a fucking hour extra to see you motherfuckers. <laughs> but, it, but I told you after it was worth the wait. Thank you know, you so it, it was. And like I said, that you're right. That room is a connected room because the guy, Paul, who is just, oh, my fucking God, I, I love his delivery. You know, oh, you know, you know, oh. you know and, and then it's funny because I love his open mic. He runs an open mic in, um, I want to say, is it is it in Somerville at a place called Winter Hill? It's a winter. And, and, and it's funny because he. He divides the night in half. In the first hour, because it's at a microbrewery, but it's also a restaurant, you might have kids and family. So if you get there and you're one of the first comics up, dude, it's PG-13. Right. You know? And after that, after nine, you can go. And even for him to switch it up from hosting a PG-13 you know, 13 mic to that. Yeah, it, it, and it's like, and he, and there's a couple other people I see in the room that I see on Instagram. I was like, oh, he's hosting there. Oh, Nick is, you, you, you know, you know, Nick. You see on Instagram, it's like he looks like he has three book shows a week. Oh, plus, yeah. he runs the open mic with Paul. Plus, he shows up here when he's not doing it. I mean, there are some guys in there, and and, and some women who are just absolutely oh, out there and so like i said the talent pool on a thursday night there it's pretty great motivation oh, of course there's another guy who's really putting us on really showing us who keeps pushing us to do it uh is danny danny p oh he's everywhere like this guy he um he really pushes us to to get out there get more involved like like you said a lot of these guys are hosting open mics and so our main issue is, like I said, we're trying to get it into our schedule, make sure that we fit and communicate with these guys. Like I said, we, we're not always, we're kind of in our own heads in our own world. So we're like, when we, the more focused we get on this, the more we'll get our names out there. We'll get some material out there, some uh, some videos, some views. So that way, you know, we build a better and bigger, better and bigger, stronger uh, fan base. Uh, and, and, and like you said earlier, you said that, like you said, you, we don't see our lists on names and shows. We, I think I, we talk to ourselves and go say, would you ask us to be at an event as flaky as we are? So we have to kind of build a better yeah. relationship with these guys. So, hey, these guys are legit now. Like they're, they're not just here dicking around. There's no, there's nobody in that room who, like, and, and it was Danny who hosted, I saw, he was the one who a couple of weeks ago hosted that crowd work only show. And I'm like, yeah, he, he, because you can tell there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people who are really talented, who, who look at the list and they're going on 10th and you're going on 18th and they're sticking around for you guys. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, and that's so amazing. Yeah. That's the, that's the support. Everyone's very supportive. That's the beautiful thing about it. Cause they do actually invite us to some of these events. Like we actually went to one of uh, Danny P's, he did a, a comedy wrap off where it was, you know, it was like a wrap off of a comedy session. It was beautiful. And he was like, Hey, do you want to be part of the next one? I said, definitely let me know. I think we missed it. We were busy at the, at the time, but no, we're trying to, we're definitely in uh, in the near future. We want to get involved, get our names out there. 
another guy who's trying to push us out there, Danny, uh, uh, Dana Fuller. He's out there. He's he's really getting material out there. He's really hitting up, up other clubs, and he's like, "You guys need to go. You guys need to do it." Gilmore, Seymour. Um, you know, it, it, it's it, it is it is great because pre-pandemic, just before the pandemic, I was having I had I had to start getting stuff ready because I've done a bunch of military tours, you know, uh, with with athletes and other people. And just before the pandemic, I booked six tours, and they're like, "You're gonna have to." It, it was a, with a famous director um, to show a bunch of his movies and like, we need to make an event, not just a movie night. So we need audience warm up audience. So I'm like, fine. I haven't done this since the nineties. I'll get back into it. I was having trouble finding open mics since the pandemic. People, I think are just a, a lot of businesses are realizing, Hey, if we throw a mic in an amp up. We're going to get 20 people coming here on a day. Oh, yeah. But now there is there they're within an hour drive of here. I know I I personally know of at least twenty mics. You know, if I'm willing to get in the car and drive, there's a two or three in Lowell. You know, there's one weekly. There's you know other stuff where you oh, guys the are. The one weekly. Yeah. It, it it's called the safe. Uh, they call it the bomb shelter, and it is. It, it's an old. I I used to play in the club when I was a grunge band in the nineties. <laughs> it's, it's in the bottom of a building. It, it, the old stage was in what was in the 1860 safe, like like the remnants of the oh, oh it was cool, but they've got it. But right. it's fun. But there's a guy named Ren who runs it, and I see Danny there all the time. I see Mike there oh, all the time. I yeah. see yeah. I, there's four or five guys that I see almost every Tuesday night. That I see every Thursday night up at up at you know up at Ben's place when you guys. Or over at Strange Brew. So, so yeah, it's Tuesday night, and it's a again, it's one of those really good vibe places. It's a little small, so and there's kind of no divider. So if people are talking at the back of the bar, it kind of bleeds over. So I'm like, eh, you know, we need to work on that at at Strange Brew. It's the bars in another room, and as long as you're not being loud, it doesn't bleed into the stage, which is nice, you know. Uh, but yeah, it, that's a weekly show. But like I said, you got where you guys are. I don't, you know, how far are you guys from like Worcester or Boston? We're Almost the same drive to New York. We're moving further away, like we're moving to Franklin. Oh. But we don't mind the drive. We're gonna, like I said, we're finally in a good place where we're making good money. We just got to schedule it in go out there and just sacrifice some sleep or whatever we got to do because there's no excuse at this point. We don't have any children, no debt, none of that. So no children and no children, you know, no children and no children, you know, of. I'm pretty good. No, Seems like I, you I, move I, around I, a lot. I'm just saying. Trust me, trust me. No, sir. Don't say. I don't believe in that pull out method. None of that business. No. Safe sex is great sex. You better wear latex or you'll get that latex that I think I'm latex. So. Uh, well, you know, also there's there's a tried and true. If I sick to me means I never have to say I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> you, you guys are worth the drive to see. So you need to start getting book shows where people can come and see you guys. And you have the con you have you got the chops, you got the contacts. It's just over the next six months, I demand that you guys start getting at least starting in two months from now. I want one to two book shows from you a month that I can tell my friends we're gonna go see Buck and Jean and you're gonna thank me. We're gonna try. The the, the goal yeah. is to make a platform by this summer at least. You'll see us somewhere, even at those open mics that you say you see uh, Danny and the rest of the crew. You're gonna at least see us trying new material, getting uh, um, like you like you record your uh, your material. We're gonna start recording our stuff. Yep, actually, we we're talking about doing a podcast ourselves, and uh, uh, you know. <laughs> The barrier to entry. Look, I am the dumbest person with the least technical skill, and we've been doing this for 300 episodes. You guys would kill it in about two weeks. Uh, and, and the Appreciate difference between those. you and me is people like you when you get to the room. Like, you know, I get the, oh, hey, Jacques, and you guys get, oh, my God, Buck and Gene are here. Uh, so, so, you know, you guys would kill it. Where can people follow you on social media? Are you active on social media? No, no, no. That's the, that, again, again, that's where we're dragging our feet. Like, we, the problem is, is that we were gifted with great people skills, but we hate people, you know? <laughs> you, you described every comic I've ever met. <laughs> See? 
Like, I want, I like being funny. I like going to comedy clubs and performing because it's like, here, I'm bringing some talent to you. This is my gift. La, da, da, da. When you post it on social media, it loses that value and that love. And it's like a whole, look at me. I'm special. Like, that. that that's how it feels. Then I got to get over that feeling and just say, fuck it and post. Yeah, a friend of ours was kind of like, well, you need, you need people to see your material. I mean, yeah, our biggest issue is our ego. He said, you need to get over yourself for one. If you want to make a fan base, you're going to need to have, you, and you can't show up to a uh, talent agency and say, hey, we do stand-up comedy. We're like, well, do you have any videos? Do you have any references? Do you have, any, do you have a large fan base? And we're like, no, none of that. We just got sauce. We are ready to make it. No, and, 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 you know, I mean, you don't, I mean, I, I don't think I put any of my stuff on because it's not worth it. Uh, secondly, but I do post, I do post, you know, when I'm doing this, it's like, hey, I'm posting here. I posted, I'm doing the stuff. And that's how I know, oh, Danny hosted this show. And, and Danny isn't, you know, uh, uh, Danny, when he hosted the, uh, the, the, uh, crowd work only thing. There wasn't clips of that, but it's like, here it is, here's who's up there. So it's just nice that I know what the other people are doing and when, and it was, you know, there was like five or six guys that I know locally who were on a college bill last week in Lowell and it was a Friday night. I, I It was a rare, I didn't have five things to do the kids weren't going at six because I, ha I have two teenage kids and six different direction i'm like oh fuck ren's on the bill and casey's on the bill and, and, and so i'm like i'm gonna drive on over to see it and i even when i don't do an open mic i like if I, I it's hard for me to get out because of like you know pretending to like the wife and kids but when i do get a chance i'll go and see comedy you know and, yeah. and and honestly, I'd rather go watch college hockey than pro. I mean, I live for the Bruins, don't get me wrong, but I'd rather go see you Lowell play. I'd rather go see the Worcester Bravehearts, the single-A ball team play than Fenway. I'd rather go to open mic and catch 10, 15 people who I don't know and catch like seven-minute sets of 10 different funny people. I love Jim Gaffigan. I've seen him. My wife has seen John Mulaney 10 times in the last year. And those are great, but if I had to go to one or the other, I'd be like, yeah. I'd rather go to to Strange Brew and catch twelve people going up, than drive to Boston, pay a hundred bucks to see Christopher Titus again. You know, so oh. I knew you guys were out there doing it. That's a good thing about social media; it's free. And oh, and and that's how you also get a buzz. It's like oh, this guy has this, this guy has this, and that you know I. You know, Paul doesn't like broadcast his open mic in Ben's place because it's kind of like bad form. But Ben had mentioned he had an open mic. I looked it up on I found him on Instagram. I'm like, oh, Paul has this on. I think it's on Tuesday. So I'm like, yeah, I will go check that out. And I did a couple of weeks ago. I'm probably going to go this week, um, which, which is great. I mean, again, you know, it's, it's probably a two hour drive for you guys. But, you know, Paul will put you up and the pg-13 set and it puts you up an hour later in the r set because he loves you guys because you guys oh, are yeah. no we we definitely oh, i'm sorry Dan. i didn't mean to cut you off did this, did, does the sound still on your sound is still on oh, okay. sorry no uh we definitely that's like this happened earlier when you uh you uh reached out to me to, uh, about this podcast um, we're terrible about seeing these messages till hours or weeks later. <laughs> I've had, I've, we've had comics actually, you know, ask us, hey, you want to come see our set or we're doing a thing, you want to come out? And we won't see it till the, the night of or the, the, the uh, a week later till the events that already happened. And I'm, I'm sitting here texting, I'm so sorry, bro. Uh, or I'm so sorry, I wish I, I saw it. Because I really, I, we want to support every comic out there. We love going to open mics. We love every... You know, I, I could sit through, you know, 10, you know, 10 bus sets and then three good ones. As long as, you know, everyone's out there. I, I love seeing people go out there and try, you know, some creativity that we're really like trying to see. Like, I like that. I like seeing guys try new stuff. Yeah. I try things that make them feel uncomfortable. I feel like that's what comedy is about. Trying to cross the lines. A good yep. joke is make, it's a good joke is what, you know, something you don't want to laugh at, but you're like, oh, you might be right. But, you know, I've seen people bombing. At, 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 at Strange Brew, where the room, they're like, "Yeah, I'm calling a night," and people are like, "No, figure it out, stay <laughs> up there." No, seriously, it's like, "Come on, you got the, it's there. There's something there. Work on, it. you know." And it, and it's nice when you see that. It's nice oh, yeah. when somebody gets off and they're like, you know, they they couldn't find 
the, it was right there. All the ingredients were there, but they weren't sure how to tie it off. And somebody will come over and say it, or yeah, somebody yeah. will just say, "No, do it again. Start over." Yep, that's start, actually what happened to me. Get the fuck over. I was uh, I was at Strange Brew. I totally bombed us. Well, not I didn't bomb a set. I had maybe a uh, a one minute joke, and I completely forgotten my whole my whole set. So I was like, you know, that's all I've got for you guys. And I stepped off the stage, and Ben immediately walks up to the stage and just just riffs off of me and he's like that was he's like I, you're better than that i want you back on the stage and i want you telling more jokes because he's like you're wasting my i, I want he's like he basically he's like i want it took me longer to walk up here than you delivering your joke and then he's like if you ever do that again and i'll make sure you're last like that he they everyone pushes the best out of you because like a lot of the guys will tell you they're like we don't want we know how good Everyone knows how good everyone is, especially everyone's been there a couple, two, two, three years. So we know the material that you know your 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 safe material, the new material you want to try. So we everyone pushes for that line. We want to see that you know go over the limit, push that new joke, or if it didn't work out, bring it back and work on it. It's it's like I said, it's it feels like a gym. Like you know everyone's working out. Working yeah, out and it, and it's and, and and you need a spotter, and it's great when somebody yeah. jumps in. So I don't know. I'm gonna try to either make it this Thursday or next Thursday. I will, I will text you guys uh you know so you know and you know and i don't know in the state of new hampshire is there like a a dollar fee every time you check your instagram messages is that why you don't want to keep checking because it, it, it's I, no hey if it's a cost thing i don't know how that state runs uh but but uh, if the next time i'm coming up i'm giving you the heads up and I'm, and, and you got to then reach out to ben and say you got to get us on in the first 10 because john oh, no, has threatened us <laughs> we will text him and make sure we are top five Make sure you see us first. Um, I can't say thank you enough. Um, seriously, you got you guys were great on the podcast. You're great when I meet you. You are a lot of fun. Um, when I uh, when this drops, I'll make sure that I get it to all the other comics that we see so that they can hear you. But but Gene and Buck, thank you guys so much. I'm a hundred percent a fan. I'm a hundred percent rooting for you. And, and by the so end much. of next year, I, I'm looking. I'm I'm looking to take money out of my wallet and come see you at a <laughs> Paid book show within the next six free months. Free. Not show. paid, free at least. I'll do a free show. <laughs> I don't care. Oh yeah, no. No, I, I do I not. Mean, I do not mind supporting. Like literally, I, I'm happy to pay for great comedy. That's what you guys give me. So, guys, thank you so very much. Appreciate it. Thank you for the love and support, and thank you for having us on the show. <laughs> you guys have one more time for my brother Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> It would be nice, really, really nice. For one, if Martha Stewart or Oprah Winfrey drove by in a Roy Royce, and any chick could be next to me, I'm talking a dime, and roll down the window, chop the drop, get this comedy carry. I would look at the woman and say, bitch, I don't know you. I'm gone. <laughs> I would listen, you don't understand. A billionaire telling you that you are good for life, you just gotta look like eye candy. I would look like Michael B. Jordan tomorrow for this woman, okay? <laughs> I wouldn't eat shit, okay? It would just be lettuce, fucking carrots, and I'm crunching all the day.
Marriage has been